Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today is going to be another awesome day. I'm super pumped. Um, I just got my coffee ready to go. <laughs> well, we're talking about mindset today, and I have just the person to bring on to the show. Uh, today's guest is Julia Garcia Devaney. She is a life and mindset coach coach mostly for ambitious women. She loves working with women uh, to help them elevate their mindset for success, pr prioritize their wellness, uh, and embody really like their next level self-concept, which we'll talk a bit more about. Uh, she's a mom, she's a wife, personal development entrepreneur, and her mission is to help thousands of ambitious, busy women be the number one assets in their life and business. But obviously for the guys, if you listen to this, this isn't to shut you out, <laughs> mindset and uh, everything we're going to talk about still applies to you. She just prefers to work with women. So Julia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That was an amazing intro. I feel like I didn't even write it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> It's all about being natural. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. It. I'm, I'm pumped to hang out with you. I love the topic of mindset and what I've, it's kind of funny because like what, as I've, you know, been growing my business and just been in the game longer, uh, you hear about kind of mindset stuff and I feel like it, it applies so heavily, especially when you're getting started, people can feel like I did, but then when you start like getting a little more, um, like competent with your business and getting the idea and the feel for things, then I feel like it's common for people to be like, just give me the tactics, just give me the tactics. But it's like the mindset is even more important, like the further you get into this journey. And then when I hear people who are like super high in the game, they really focus on mindset. So it's kind of like this middle barrier. They're like, I don't need that, but it's like yes. you do. So it's, it's a great You're topic. So right. You're so right. And you know, it, in the beginning, it takes like anything, right? It takes a lot to initially create that momentum. So it feels like just a lot of effort, you know, yeah. in the beginning. And then in the middle, you're like, oh, I kind of got this. And, you know, like you said, you feel competent. You start really embodying the person who, you know, has a, a business, a successful business, so on and so forth. But then you want to scale. And then so it's like just a new level, you know, yeah. of the same thing, right? So it's like new level some of the old things pop up again. So there's some new things that pop up. So it just, it's an, what I like to say is that with mindset, it's not a certification that you get once and yeah. you never have to do forevermore. It's a, it's an everyday daily thing that you need to check in on, right? Mm. Because it's what's, and you can see where your mindset is in terms of um, if it's working for you or not, depending on what your results are, right? It. It, but it never ends. Totally. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is critical. And I think that people need to really keep the spotlight on the mindset piece because that is what keeps you going, keeps you consistent. Um, yeah. I think what you're, you when you're talking about people at the very top, it's because they stop doing the actions, right? They stop having to like do the actions, do like the day-to-day -day things, right? And because sometimes that's the easy part, but now yeah. they have to make very good decisions. So mindset is all about the way you think about things. So the way you think about whatever it is, the whatever, whatever the problem is, um, is going to become more important because that's how you're going to make the decision. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why they start focusing more on the mindset versus like the day-to-day -day actions almost. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, how did you kind of like, what, tell me about a story, I guess the time when you really decided that you know, this is super important for me, but I'm going to start teaching this to other people. What was kind of that aha realization story for you? Well, it was funny because like when you told me what your, you know, business and podcast is about, it's like, uh, I love it so much because I have been a personal development nerd 
for so long, like many, many years, like 15 years. And I used to be in the closet about it. Like all the self-help stuff was like, mm -hmm. you don't do that. It was like a little bit taboo. It was like a little bit embarrassing. It was like something is wrong with you. If you are like looking at all these self-help books and learning about all these modalities and the stuff like that. So I really ha uh, hit it for so long from so like everybody in my environment mm -hmm. um, because I didn't want people to think that there was something wrong with me. I was just very like nerdy, especially after I got out of, you know, college, you know, I went to school for business and all that stuff. But, you know, when I got out, I was like, oh, I can actually just read whatever I want. I can study whatever I want. And just naturally, I was really, I really gravitated towards learning about myself, learning about people, learning about my mind, learning about, you know, how to like optimize self almost. Right. And um, so now it's a very mainstream thing. It's a very trendy thing. And now I'm like, oh, I can just speak about this all day long <laughs> without the, you know, without the, um, you know, the qualms that used to come with it and, you know, and actually monetize it. Like, mm -hmm. like you, like you kind of teach all everybody, all your audience. So, um, you know, I started off as, uh, with a Pilates practice. So, and then I grew that to a whole mindfulness studio mm. in just like a year. And so it was a brick and mortar business. And then um, my fiance turned husband, we, you know, got pregnant, decided to move back to California. And once I had my, even before I had my daughter, when I was pregnant, I was like, I cannot do a brick and mortar again. So I decided to kind of pivot online and, and pivot my Pilates practice online. And the pandemic really helped me out because obviously everybody was, you know, with this, when I decided to launch my Pilates practice, the pandemic kind of launched it for me because all of a sudden there was all this need for it. Mm. You know, everybody was working out online and I'm like, great, cool. This is all right. Um, but now I have this huge platform almost like the, you know, the internet, right? Mm. Like now I have, you know, this huge platform that's not just brick and mortar. Now it's like, what do I really want? Like I can talk about anything. And it's like, wait, the reason I even like chose Pilates or fitness or wellness to begin with was because of I'm obsessed with this, the mindset behind it. So now mm. I can actually teach people mindset. So I got, you know, certified and all of that. And then, you know, kind of now use wellness as a tool um, and as part of my, as part of my practice. Um, but I definitely love to hone in on the mindset part because I feel like it's what causes like the most, it's what has the most value essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the big domino. I feel when you yes. can get, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you can get the mindset right, that that makes everything else kind of knocks over the, the other small dominoes and makes everything else easier for us because we have a, a good strong mindset. And we, even like challenges, obstacles we run into, if you have a strong mindset, you can navigate those barriers a lot easier. I feel. And anything you can create consistency and motivation in anything. It's like I was building this like. Um, Pilates online platform and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, but then I was like, and there was people that were coming, staying, like becoming new people just because they loved the workout, just because they grew to love the workout and they developed, you know, I feel like fitness and wellness is a really good gateway drug into personal development. Totally. But then there was like people that like, why, like, you know, that I wanted to really help, like, how can I help them become consistent? I have to teach them about this mindset thing. And then I developed my own little method and stuff like that. And I started teaching everybody. I developed a planner and app and like now it's like having your own kind of success coach in your pocket or on your desk, you know? So I just wanted to get this mindset tools, the, these mindset tools to, to everyone so that they can 
create that for themselves in anything that they want, like mm -hmm. whether it's fitness or whether it's business or anything. Yeah, that's awesome. You said that yeah. you were like a, uh, a total nerd in personal development and yeah. you, it was kind of taboo. What was like the first book that you read that really like sucked you into the world? I think, it, no, I think it was a movie. I think it was The Secret where I was like, oh, oh. yeah. I was like, I think I already think like that. Wait a minute. And then it was like, and then it was from there. It was like, I don't know, Deepak Chopra. And then I studied Kabbalah. And then like, I would literally just, I, would, I lived in Hollywood, California. And I would run everywhere. I would just run all over the place. And I would run to the Barnes <laughs> Typical and Noble. fitness coach. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even a fitness coach back then. I was literally, I just loved running and I just loved being active. Like I need it for just my being. Right. So I just used to run everywhere and I used to run to Barnes and Nobles, just walk up and down the aisles and literally just see which, which cover grabbed my attention. And they were mm. always the self-help books. It was like, how to change your life, how to do this. I was like, that's, crazy like somebody's mm. i can just learn that right now like so all the spirituality all the i don't know all those stuff so it was like deepak chopra i was like um yeah like i said i studied kabbalah i um you know started getting into meditation i started you know whatever like all those things so and then it was like the alchemist and then it was like all these i don't know just crazy books i don't know <laughs> why, why, do so you, why do you why do you think that you were so drawn to um like the personal development, like how to change your life or make it better. I think I have a natural curiosity in regards to life, people. Just I'm like so intrigued by the way people live. Like my one of my guilty pleasures is actually reality shows because I just love to psychoanalyze everybody and everything. <laughs> You know, I just love seeing how people live and, you know, how people tick and, you know, and, and that's it. I've just always been naturally curious and just naturally drawn to that, you know, versus anything else, really. So I think that this is really important for um, for the listener, because, you know, especially if you're in like an early stage, where you're like, I don't really know what my idea is. Um, if you are find yourself super drawn to things, it's a huge cue that that might be something that you can share with other people. For example, if you go to Barnes and Nobles and you're looking through and you're just drawn to the relationship section and re reading relationship books on Saturdays, like you can do whatever you want, but you're sitting there reading articles about relationships or you watch shows about relationships because you're obsessed with like the dynamics and things like that, reality shows and stuff. Cause I know fitness coaches or um, relationship coaches that that I've studied and they mentioned that they're like, I love watching those type of shows and reality shows because I can see the dynamic of these relationships and they use those examples in what they teach. So I think that that's really important um, for you to consider if you're trying to find this like big idea for yourself. It's like, what are you really obsessed with? And what do you just keep pouring yourself into? Because with all this knowledge you've built up, you know, like you've applied a lot of it, I'm sure. And now you have experience that you can share with other people. Yeah, that I think that's you said a couple of things like the first one is that you've applied it. So I've like yeah. <laughs> in, I feel like for the coaching industry specifically, a lot of it is you have to have applied it to yourself. You almost have to have had your own result first in order to really mm, be able to really help people powerfully, because I don't know, it's like it's different than a product or a different service. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like it's a little bit different. And so I feel like it really benefits you uh, to have to be able to like sell this service authentically when you have kind of um, gone through the the things that you are teaching yourself. That's one. Number two is you don't like, you can let the journey unfold, 
right? Mm. Like you can just find what you're interested in and then start with that. Like, you know, like I said, I started with Pilates. Never in my life have I ever thought like, oh, I'm going to be a Pilates instructor when I grow up or whatever. It just, it didn't happen that way. But I followed a very strong intuition mm -hmm. that essentially led me here. And I cannot tell you how much I don't take it for granted where I'm at because I just know this is it. Like I know like where I'm at is exactly where I'm supposed to be. But I don't, um, I don't think I would have gotten here if it wasn't for me following that intuition to become a Pilates instructor and, 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 and have a, like a, a studio and things like that. Like I just, I let that, that journey unfold and I just trusted that it was going to unfold in the way that it was supposed to, but I loved what I was doing when I was doing it and mm -hmm. I still love it, you know? So, um, it'll always kind of, you know, um, present a more more authentic path for you and your and, and more steps and you know a lot of people want to that i notice in my field is that they want to know all the steps you know and perfectionism to, yeah yeah and it's it's a coping mechanism right it's like and it's a subconscious thing it's like let me know what to expect so that we know that there's not danger there. You know mm. what I mean? So um, that, that's all it is. It's like your subconscious wants to subconscious wants to make the unknown known. So it keeps you in indecision. It keeps you in perfectionism. It keeps you stagnant. It keeps you where you're at so you don't move forward. But if you can accept that, you know, the next step is good enough and then the next step is good enough and then the next step is good enough, not only do you enjoy that that journey more, but then you get further faster. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, it is huge. Cause it's like that. I, I need to know all the steps or it has to be laid out in front of me. It is a coping mechanism and I struggle with this for a long time. And now I'm at the point where it's like, I mean, what's helped me was, um, the book, the one thing by Gary Keller, and it's all focused around the focusing question, but it's like what I mentioned, I touched on before about the big domino. And you just say like, what is the one thing that I can do that by doing that one thing, it would make everything else easier or totally unnecessary. Mm. And like you couple that with like a solid intuition of like, I really feel like that would work. Then just do it. Focus on that one action. And even if it isn't really the big domino, you're going to start to realize other things along the way. I heard a great quote, and I think it's like a proverb or something. I can't recall exactly where it's from, but it said, uh, the work will teach you how to do it. And I love yeah. that because it's like you just have to take action and start building things. Like with me, I got into, I was in construction work at first, and I had this intuition that like coaching was the thing I wanted to do, like helping people with personal development because I was obsessed with it myself and you can get paid for that. I was like, what? Hell yeah, that's a way yeah, better I, job. When I found out, I, yeah, me too. I yeah, found the I was same like, way. I'm like, what? wait, what? But I was funny Tony was, Robbins is not yeah. the only one. Yeah, literally same thing because I was I was researching like Tony Robbins and, you know, uh, Jack Canfield and all these different people. And I'm like, wait, I could be like that, you know, yeah. like, oh, my God, like total mindset shift. Holy crap. Um, but I, I got into like spiritual life coaching. It was just super general. And then yeah. over time, I was like, ah, it's not really like my intuition started to kind of point me in a new direction. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got into like productivity coaching. Um, because it was just more of like a specialty that I could focus on. Uh, and that was really helpful. And then, you know, I started to see results with like selling online courses and passive income and stuff. And I was working with clients. They want to know my wins. I told them, and then they were like, can you help me with that? So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and then that yeah. kind of guided me in this new thing, which was originally what I always wanted. Cause when I was in construction, I was like, I want to, I don't know what it is, but I want to have like a job where I can help people do work that's fulfilling for them. 
that also gives them like time and money freedom, like yeah. something to do it. Cause that's what I wanted for myself. And I saw so right. many people that just didn't have that. And they would talk about it. And I'm like, there's gotta be a way to do that to like work is fun, but you can also have this freedom in your life, you know? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause like what I've always wanted to do was mindset. The literally the only reason I did Pilates is because of the, the feeling that it, the class gave me like, and I, so I wanted to perpetuate the feeling. Like I would go into this, it's a hit style Pilates class. Mm. And I would just go in there and process all my damn emotions. And I would be like crying by the end of it. And I would just come out there like ready to take on the world. And I was like, and that would obviously like transfer into my life, right? And into my goals and, and things like that. So I was like, I just want to perpetuate this feeling. It was just a mindset, mm-hmm. right? So like, I also found myself back into kind of you know, it was like a full circle moment, you know, where I'm like, oh, I can actually teach this mindset stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I want to get into some more like technical kind of um, more like the the how to kind of stuff right now. Mm. What I love to ask people this because mindset is when you hear that, it's like you got to work in your mindset, mindset. And people are like, okay, but I don't really get what it means. It seems Uh, ambiguous. So what is mindset to you? What does it mean to you? Mindset is just the way you think about things and the feelings you have. So in like a very kind of layman's terms, it's like the thoughts that you have in regards to circumstances or whatnot. That, um, and those thoughts essentially give you feelings, emotions that cause either actions or inactions that give you the results that you are currently experiencing or living. Mm-hmm. And we work on the thought piece, the emotions piece, uh, we even, sometimes even the action pieces, like, you know, because mm, like we were ta- like just kind of tying it back into what we were just talking about. It's like sometimes you you can just take actions and kind of um, cure some of that self-doubt, some of those thoughts, right? And like it'll, because your brain's just looking for evidence. It's going to keep giving you the evidence of what you already think, right? So if you can maybe action some things past those self-doubt then you're going to have new evidence to counter that self-doubt so we work on any one of those pieces so thoughts uh, emotions actions results circumstances mm, okay so in your like process which i believe is the zen af goal achievement method is that correct yeah so that's that is a way to turn goals into and, and prioritize your wellness with it. So we take a very vivid picture of what it is that you want to achieve. And we take the the things that you will feel, the things that you will um, see here, and also the things that you will think at that time. And like, like we, at the at the time of achievement, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and then we take the feeling piece and then we develop like almost like a wellness routine that helps you um, feel those feelings on a daily basis. So if it's accomplished, if it's capable or whatever, then we, if it's calm, you know, so then you, then you have your wellness kind of routine there. So it's like, and then it's like how to make those your top priorities every single day. Mm. Um, so that they can eventually become non-negotiable. So then you are in woo-woo terms, vibrating at the same level of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve already. Mm Because anytime anybody wants to achieve any goal anyway, it's to feel a certain feeling. It is to feel right. that feeling of freedom, of, of, of accomplishment, of, of being capable, whatever it is. And you can feel those feelings every single day if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it really puts 
you know, the process of enjoying the journey into a process. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's, that's what I, that, that's my, my goal achievement method. And we focus on basically not necessarily like the ultimate goal. Yes. You can do like a couple of things every single day to work towards that, um, practically. Um, but we really try to prioritize the wellness part by, making rituals out of those feelings because ultimately you want to become the person who has that goal Mm, right yeah so you kind of it it sounds kind of like reverse engineering the vision that you have so if someone and the feeling and the thoughts all of it together yeah right so if someone very simple i guess example for my audience is like if their vision is to you know maybe they know the kind of business that they want to have but they're afraid to actually like start building it or they're still in a job and they're like, I I know, like that was me. Like I knew that I wanted to go coaching. I even got a certification, but I never actually started working with people. And I had this kind of block of like, I'm not good enough, you know? And, um, or like, you know, like who's going to listen to me and that kind of stuff. So like these mental blocks. So basically I guess, yeah, my goal would be like, I want to start my business officially started. So I would kind of reverse engineer the thoughts and feelings of someone who actually did that and write it yeah, all down. So um, I have in within my little process, like the, it's called uh, the momentum formula. And it's like where you take your desire, like, okay, I want to become a coach. And then you also ultimately want to see that it's possible, right? That's the first mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Like it's not just for Tony Robbins. I can do it. Cool. <laughs> now, and then it's like, it's possible for me. It starts getting a little tricky at that point because then all those self-doubt things kind of come up, right? And what I teach is that, and then you, and then ultimately you get to a powerful decision. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to start. I'm going to get my certification, and I'm going to start working with people. I have a, I have a powerful decision. And what I teach is that you don't necessarily have to be in full 100% belief. I don't think that it's always going. I think it's very natural for us to have some of that self-doubt and some of those negative, you know, feelings and emotions and things like that. I teach that you just have to find a compelling enough feeling to just take the next little step and also mm-hmm. ultimately believe that as long as you take actions towards it, like it'll happen for you, you know, like it will you're you are in that process having your self-concept meet your ultimate reality, right? So you are mm-hmm. just becoming the person that has that, right? You don't need to expect to be that person already, right? Or else you would, you would just be the person who is working with other people, right? So um, what I teach is that you just have to, you, there's some things that you can decondition or program out or whatever, some of those negative thoughts and things like that, those limiting thoughts. Um, but I also teach that you don't have to be perfect to take the first step that Mm -hmm. actually, like I said, some of that action will trump some of that self-doubt and you only have to believe that it's, um, it's in the works. Yeah. You talk a lot about like feeling and I hundred percent resonate with it. I pay a lot of attention to my emotions on a day-to-day basis. And uh, I heard this really cool term. It's called high intention, low attachment or HILA. Um, so you have a high intention where you're putting in the effort, you're doing the things you need to do. We have a low attachment to the actual outcome, um, which is interesting because it's like, if you have a really high intention where you're like doing the thing, but you have a really high attachment, like if you're dating, for example, it's like you, you come across as needy, you know, it's like, I need to get this, you know, I need to get this client. And then it's like a turnoff. But if you have like Mm -hmm. this high intention where you're doing the things and you're putting in effort and you know what you want to achieve, but you have this low attachment to it, your energy is just like a lot more relaxed, but you're still pursuing it. Um, 
So I, I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you, what do you kind of recommend to people to really get in touch with whatever goal they may have right now um, to like really get in touch with the feeling of that goal? Well, like I said, you have to envision that end goal. And I teach this other concept called big picture trust because I don't know about you, but you know, I've I've created a lot of things in my life. And um, what I've realized is that usually they come out way better than I could have ever even imagined. So even though we are giving our subconscious something to work towards, we have to have a level of detachment because we have to be open to something even bigger, better than we could have ever even, you know, fathomed with our own like limited like capabilities, right? So if we're open to that, then we are less attached to the exact picture, right? And sometimes the exact picture comes up, who knows? But um, I always like to give a little bit of room for something bigger, better than I could have even um, achieved. But ultimately, you know, at the end of it, what feelings you want to experience. And I always try to deter people from choosing the the feeling of excitement, you know, mm. because people are like, oh, I'm going to be excited. And I'm like, listen, you're not going to win the lottery. You're going to have, <laughs> you're going to have done the work to achieve that result. So I want to offer that it might not be it. So really dig a little bit and really put yourself there and see what feelings are there. And it's usually more like calm and, um, and, and capable and things like that and accomplish. It's mostly like those kind of feelings. And I'm like, and I want to offer also that excited is the feeling you get to feel all the way there. You get to feel excited about all the little progress that you make along the way. That's really what you want. And that's the key. Mm, love it. What, um, I guess if you had to like start your business again and kind of knowing what you know now, if you had to just restart with building yeah. your business to what it is today, what would you do differently? Um, I would probably be a little less coachable. <laughs> less because coachable. I, yeah. I think like when I, especially with the online space was much different than the brick and mortar space. Um, the online space has a lot of marketing that is ready to take hold of anybody that is just a little bit too open. So there was a lot of things that I just that I did in terms of being coachable, like, okay, this is what I need. Okay. I got it. Like I'll do it. And so I just feel like I wasted a lot of time where I feel like if I would have just actually listened to myself and found my own kind of like path and like kind of did what I knew to do, um, on my own, like I would have like saved a lot more time. Um, but I also feel like, it, you know, it's kind of unfair to say, because it's like, okay, obviously that taught me so much. And it, all it did was solidify, my, my personal process even more where it's like you have, you know, turning inwards to your own intuition, to your own inner knowing is always going to trump anything else. There's definitely skills that you can learn and processes you can learn, but it's like you have to be able to decipher what is for you and what is not for you. And sometimes I was doing things like, you know, marketing wise and stuff like that, where I was just like, what, like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. And like, not for me anyway. And like, you know, how intuition is set up. It's like, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. So you're trumping your own intuition with things that are supposed to quote unquote make sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, again, like that really, I, I just spent a lot of time and energy on things that probably, you know, were, um, not as useful. Yeah, I totally agree. I think listening to your intuition is huge because like no one mentor is like the perfect roadmap because they're just a calamity of like their mentors and listening to their intuition to get to where they are at basically. Yeah. So I think like take what 
Bruce Lee said it. It's like, take what makes sense to you and then like leave the rest or something like that. Totally just butchered his quote, but still <laughs> respect to okay. Bruce Lee. Sorry. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, but it's just like, you know, you have to learn different things, but like you have yeah, to listen like to your intuition as well. Naivety like, is like a little bit of a superpower at the beginning, you know, like I feel like I've gone through so much of my life just being such a rookie, like rookie of the year at things because I just didn't know any better. I didn't know the dangers or the 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 right way to do things. Sure. And I feel like I would have I I would come out with things that were just like people were like, wait, how did you do this so fast? Or how did you get and I'm just like, I don't know any I didn't know anything but I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be able to do it that fast. I didn't know I was mm. I was supposed to like, you know, it, there was a right way to do it or a certain time frame to do it. Mm. You know? So um but I feel like there were some parts where I was like, yeah, I could have I could have done without sure. without time wasted. Yeah. No, I mean I think the bottom line is like because what you shared is like helpful for anyone. Um it's that you bottom line is if you like you want to be have expertise and help people like that's what you need to do you just have to get out there and help people and like how you decide to do that and stay consistent with it is going to be right for you and someone else can like speaking on stages could be one way for someone else but making youtube videos could be different for someone else going to live events it's different but you got to find like the bottom line is like you have something valuable to offer people and you can help them and then you get out there and you start helping them like and what is the way you like to help them? Because there's a million ways to do it. There's right. a million ways to do business, you know, and to market and to do all that stuff. But, yeah. you know, which way is, is right for you is is what you need to listen to. Totally. Love it. Uh, Julie, uh, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Learn more about the work you're doing. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Julia Garcia Devaney. And on my website, juliagarciadevany.com. So right. pretty, pretty simple. We'll put links down in the description so you can connect with Julia. Um, for the listener, take one thing that you got from this that's still sticking in your ear uh, that you feel like, I feel like if I do that, that's kind of like my big domino. Like that would just make things a lot easier. Um, if it is kind of just revisiting your vision, fine tuning it, thinking about the thoughts, the feelings, the actions that that person would be taking and how it's different from what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. um, working on your mindset, whatever it is, um, just take that thing and then apply it. That's all you can do. Take one idea from this episode. I know there were a lot and just apply it and uh, you will be miles ahead. Okay. So that's all we got for you. Take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen and we will see you in the next one.